This is an RNZ podcast. The Queen is about to make a special address. It is only the fifth time she's broadcast to the nation and the Commonwealth. We are delaying the news bulletin to be able to take this in full. She's expected to acknowledge the grief, pain and financial difficulties Britons and those around the world are facing. We can cross now to the Queen. I'm speaking to you at what I know is an increasingly challenging time. A time of disruption in the life of our country. A disruption that has brought grief to some, financial difficulties to many. That was Morning Report's Susie Ferguson rolling back the 7am bulletin on RNZ National last Monday for the Queen's broadcast to the UK and the Commonwealth. Now, as a digital age influencer, QE2 is not exactly a prolific producer of multimedia content. Aside from her annual Christmas message, she's done just five other broadcasts and more than 65 years on the throne. But the Crown still pulls a crowd in a crisis, it seems. Her Majesty's message was broadcast simultaneously by our biggest media outlets last Monday. Together we are tackling this disease. And I want to reassure you that if we remain united and resolute then we will overcome it. I hope in the years to come, everyone will be able to take pride in how they responded to this challenge. The media have certainly responded to that challenge too, even those whose very viability, already in doubt before COVID-19, has suddenly become an acute problem. Now that sentiment from the Queen struck a chord with Amanda Gillies, the co-host of the AM show that was aired on 3 and Magic Talk Radio. Uh, The pride is not in our past, but what we are determined by our presence and our future. And I thought that was really lovely. Well, we'll start doing it now because the Queen's told us to do it about two weeks after. The the most crucial picture, as she's been through everything, 1940. Quite quite the broadcaster now, isn't she? I mean, Mm. she even uses overlay Mm. and she talks to her pictures. Mm, That was pre-recorded, of course, yes. but while the Queen spoke of the collective effort to save the lives of the vulnerable, some of the media lately have not been fully behind that, as we'll hear later on. Now on Monday, the hosts of the AM show were also among those turning up the volume on efforts to loosen up the lockdown by opening up more businesses. Businesses right now are screaming, are screaming for a signal that we will return to work soon. And now I think is the time for Ardern to leave the COVID chaos to the Health Ministry and focus on the exit. Call and key. AM show host Duncan Garner just half an hour before the Queen's speech on Monday. And elsewhere, media personalities were amplifying those screams. I'm starting to feel desperate for businesses who have been told they're not allowed to operate during this lockdown because the rules are starting to look really unfair, aren't they? I mean, we're now seeing ridiculous examples of what is deemed essential. It turns out a $759 dressing gown from Alan Riley's website is essential. Heather Duplessy Allen on News Talk ZB, one of many in the media to seize on that pricey dressing gown to illustrate the inevitable inconsistencies in the rules. Now, the same day, News Hub made a big deal about farmers offering T-shirts online in winter, even though New Zealanders do sometimes wear T-shirts in colder seasons, often in conjunction with other clothing on top to make themselves a bit warmer. And as they often do in these daily on-air editorials on ZB, Heather Duplessy Allen ended it with a rhetorical question. If we are relatively relatively relaxed with most things, then why are we not relaxed with businesses who can do their jobs safely and just keep the economy ticking over just a little bit more? Now, the answer to that is obvious, to stop people travelling to more neighbourhood stores and spreading the virus, and to ensure that those who aren't already set up to package and deliver goods safely don't start up suboptimal systems from scratch at a crucial time. But when it comes to food, there were definitely inconsistencies in the rules, and the media highlighted those really well. MB admitted to TVNZ on Tuesday, for example, that the rules weren't clear, 
something reporter Kristen Hall illustrated starkly like this. All sorts of businesses are delivering through the lockdown. This sex toy company says it's essential for New Zealanders to be able to get their products delivered. As for your French pastry fix, the rules for new delivery services are still being thrashed out. Back on Monday's AM show, they were thrashing that issue of food retailing by asking the audience. Uh, thanks, Mark. Um, our poll today, should the government, I think they're really in support of this, should the government allow stores like Butchers, Greengrocers to open to take the pressure off um, the supermarkets? I think it's got ridiculous. The queues which we're trying to avoid are being formed as a result of the whole lockdown policy. Our numbers are. Yeah, 71%. Say yes, mm. uh, no, 29%. Hey, just on your And it's hardly surprising that, if asked, most people would say that they would like more outlets open for essentials. But for the AM show, it was queues at the supermarket and not public health or the viability of business that was the driving force, especially for Mark Richardson, who confused Pack and Save with Passchendaele. Because supermarkets, um, yeah, they, they feel like you're going to the Western Front in a way. You're running mm. the gauntlet. I, I, I did it once. To, out of boredom, so mm. I, might, I might do the super, and, and I hated being there. I really did. Mm. Felt quite exposed. I, what, what to? To the COVID. Soon after, on Magic Talk Radio, the listeners heard actor leader David Seymour tell the morning host Peter Williams an early end to the lockdown should be on the cards if public health wouldn't be compromised. And that's a massive if, which neither of them really addressed. But the AM show's listeners could be forgiven for thinking that this was an idea whose time had come when Duncan Garner told them COVID-19 had already peaked here, though his and his co-host's reading of the data on that was far from convincing. I think we've peaked. Yeah, what you do is you find, uh, you find the mean line, mm. and then you draw the mean line, and the mean line uh, is, is probably... No, it, it, the mean flat. line is flat. Oh, actually, the mean line might be, be going down. Uh, no, it's flat. Is it the mean line or the median? Very difficult one. Mm. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. Either, yeah. either one. It'd be mean to go yeah. further than four weeks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If it's multi-choice, well, well have we got uh, have we, yeah. one shot and three. Everyone listening to us, because we clearly yeah. know what we're talking Actually, about. Actually, by the way, none of us, none of us <laughs> pass maths. None of us are mathematicians. We're all no. famous. And that might be funny if they were bantering about something else and not New Zealanders who contracted a potentially deadly illness. The AM show's hosts weren't the only ones, though, looking at declining numbers of new cases and wondering whether we might have turned the corner. The Director of Health, Ashley Bloomfield, raised that possibility with the press on Tuesday, and the Prime Minister said so on Wednesday as well. But exactly what's around the corner is another thing. Ashley Bloomfield was not talking about loosening or shortening the four-week lockdown. Indeed, the Prime Minister ruled that out on Monday. However, some of those in the media were pushing for it nonetheless. Among them, News Talk ZB's Mike Hosking, who was also among those who had loudly called for a lockdown earlier. But the numbers in total don't add up to much. The borders are closed essentially. Those arriving back are down to a trickle. Despite the fact that they're not being quarantined, the clusters such as they are seem reasonably contained. You would, as amateurs in this whole business, be excused for thinking there seems little reason why all of a sudden now, out of nowhere, the numbers would suddenly spike. So using that as a working model, let us jump ahead a little bit to the next crunch point, the next point of angst. What reopens at the end of four weeks, eh? The key word there was amateurs, the kind of people you don't want making the post-lockdown plans. And there are very good reasons that numbers could spike if the economy is opened up as Mike Hosking wants. In South Korea, for example, they're now having an uptake in new cases after initially flattening the curve like us, because the virus is still out there. Mike Hosking told his listeners the plan for coming out of lockdown would be a mixture of courage, guesswork, luck and potentially even a bit of magic. No mention there, though, of expertise and planning. 
Back on the AM show, Mark Richardson seemed to have convinced himself that actually supermarket queues weren't really a big deal after all. Uh, The supermarket usage is actually down about 50%. Right. um, But the fact is it feels like there's crowds. It feels like Mm. everyone's going there. It is definitely down, but you could push that, I think, further down and make things safer by giving us other areas to go to get out. And with that, he actually crashed the start of the special broadcast by the Queen. Further down and make things safer by giving us other areas I to agree. go yep. to get out It is food. time now to hear from the Queen. She's I'm giving her first televised address here she is. It's an increasingly challenging time. When Her Majesty did finally get on the AM show, the viewers and listeners heard her say this. And though self-isolating may at times be hard, many people of all faiths and of none are discovering that it presents an opportunity to slow down, pause and reflect in prayer or meditation. But for those broadcasters on the air for hours every day, like the AM show, rather than once in a blue moon like the Queen, pausing and reflecting doesn't really seem to be an option. There has also this week been lots of important must-read reporting about why lifting the lockdown is not something to be taken lightly. For example, in an enlightening comparison of New Zealand's response with the responses in other countries, Stuff correspondent Charlie Mitchell pointed out Estonia declared a state of emergency just a few days ahead of New Zealand. Its curve initially showed signs of flattening, but has since returned to its previous rate of growth. And part of the reason is its lockdown was not quite as strict and it allowed some shops to remain open. Also on Stuff, two leading health experts, Michael Baker and Nick Wilson, explained other countries with looser suppression strategies have regretted it and have had to progressively tighten up their restrictions later on. There's been lots of good broadcast journalism as well, and at newsroom.co.nz, Mark Dalda has produced an in-depth analysis of the options and also comprehensive critiques of what he called bad-faith arguments put forward by proponents of a looser lockdown. You can find links to those and other excellent reporting by others this week in the online version of this story on the RNZ website, rnz.co.nz, and the MediaWatch section of the RNZ app.